What up, man? How you doing? Good, man. Just out here chilling, doing the thing. Absolutely, know? absolutely. So welcome everybody to Less Stupid. It's yeah. a show that's uncut, uncensored, and totally under the weather right now. Yeah. Because we had a partial rain out for an event that we were just doing. It does not mean that you didn't have a great audience. Exactly. That's right. That's you know, right. I was a third of it. Man, we did Emma it. Emma was a third of it. My father was a third of it. And then the rest was the spirit, spirit of the world, the nature. Yeah, man. So living in the elements. So you're you're actually. I'll let you introduce yourself. I'm Kyron. So for everyone that doesn't know, Kyron Johnson, handle me at uh, KMF Johnson seven one four on Instagram. Kyron Johnson yeah, on uh, yeah. Facebook. You know. So absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Cool. The way that you and I met, really uh, grateful for it, was, you know, I work at a hotel, still work at the same property. Yeah. It used to rhyme with Schmilton Eugene, and now <laughs> it rhymes with something else. And so <laughs> you were an amazingly dope chef yeah, you know, at the restaurant do my doing thing. your thing. That's what I liked about that environment was especially as the this was the first job I ever worked at where I started clocking into work. I was doing other all sorts of stuff, RA yeah. in college, like, oh, okay. you know. Actually, I, I reported my hours for some other stuff, but that's even just reporting your hours on yeah, time, it's like time card. It's not like you show up, fingerprint, bink. Yeah. So it was a cool experience because it's, there's so many departments at the hotel. I was bell staff, also valet, shuttle driver, part-time custodian. And then you got front desk. You got there's like two cafes, food, bev, banquets, yeah. housekeeping is probably the most important, frankly. And then, yeah, and then I guess you have the managers, like yeah. the freaking general managers and all that Ooh. stuff. Nobody you know, I mean, I could probably run that whole place without those yeah. people. My eyes closed. Yeah. But what's cool about you is that you are a talented, talented artist in the kitchen. Oh, thank you. And I love that you're interested. Uh, I don't know if you made a push for it recently, yeah. but you want to get you want to get your own food operation off the ground. Yeah. So, so let's tell tell the people about it. Well, um, it starts from the concept that uh, when I first upon me moving out here, yeah, um, I just noticed how every like it was a very collectivist community, and people were really looking for uh, like organic small market like produce, small market farmers, love it. and like people don't. Like people don't even really mess with uh, like corporations out here. If you notice, like <laughs> Eugene is structured so like all the corporates uh, or the corporations are on the outskirts of the city, like the WalMarts on the yeah. other side of town, yeah. like the Costco's. On the Generally other side true, of, yeah. You know, but everything in the, the Nike heart of is about to come downtown again. Oh man, yeah, and they're I mean, they're they're building basically in addition to the Fifth Street Public Market between where it's currently at and where that proper hotel is. What? Yeah, oh, you where, haven't like, seen any of it Gordon going is? up. It's huge. Like where the Gordon is. Oh yeah, all that. All that. I think it's gonna be like there. eighty-seven rooms of the Gordon. Jeez. Brian Obi, very um, pro corporate, pro business. Former Eugene mayor yeah. in the eighties or late seventies. He yeah he he owns Obi. What is it? All these very wealthy people. Not to not to diss whatever, but you know it's my show, so I, yeah, you know, I'll say whatever fuck I want. True, okay. like. You got, okay, the Trump Organization. It's yeah. a fucking real estate company. Mm -hmm. But they're so about their prestige. They just they just say, what was it, Brian? It's like not even Brian Ob Properties. It's something like Brian Ob ah, Company or something. Yeah, but yeah. The point is he names a hotel after his dad. That's that's sweet. Gordon yeah. Gordon Ob. I saw that in the yeah. Richard Garden. Oh, okay, okay. That's what his yeah. name after. Yeah. Yeah, oh, Eugene's well, like a little cool. niche market now, you know. Yeah, yeah. I grew up here since 1995. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm only I've only been out here for going on four years now. 
Um, right. But I just like the culture of it all, um, which right. inspired me to um, start my concept, uh, which is called uh, The Black Pepper. Yeah. Um, it's based off of just, you know, connecting uh, people in the community to those small market farmers and um, local. It's going to be a rotating uh, seasonal menu, local fresh ingredients. That's that, awesome. And we're going to um, make sure, like, even on our menu, we're going to, you know, give big ups to, like, what farms we're working with and whatnot. Nice. And, um, Outside of Have just you seen that Portlandia bit, no. where oh okay they go into this hilarious thing about like we won't eat unless the chickens had enough room to roam. Can oh, we look yeah. at the farm? Do you know if it's close? And they just drive like two hours to go to the farm. It's ridiculous. Oh my god. Anyway, but yeah. that's that's awesome that you want to. I mean, incorporate that. I saw no, it through absolutely. through a little online online fundraiser that you threw out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know immediately I was like. Yes. Yeah. And I'll be real with you for a few reasons. Um, like one, you're an amazingly dope chef. You're a good person who cares about people. Yeah. That's right. And like anything, like Oregon having been founded as a white supremacist state, having been founded as a white utopia, they tried to create. I'm like frustrated that Eugene is becoming a major city. It's org- It's urbanizing. Yeah. But where are the black-owned businesses at? We start them. I can only think of maybe one. The barbershop. Exactly. Most (laughs) of it. Everybody knows because it looks like the fucking blackest thing in town. (laughs) For real. Like, they even had to, growing up, I was like, because they got the Afro dudes on the on the yeah. wall on the outside, they even have to have like a little like a little almost disclaimer on the outside. It yeah. says everybody is welcome to get your hair cut here or something. Oh, it's like, you know, funny. It's just because I mean, you, the market is oh, well over eighty percent white. In, Absolutely, in Eugene. I think it's close to like eighty eight even. Yeah, yeah, it's even. So, I mean, way. somehow well, it reminds me of like, uh, you know, I mean, the, the thing about doing surviving as a business is you just have to be able to bring in as many people as you can sure. so like for example i mean a lot of hip-hop artists even though it's still a predominantly black art form like the majority of people who consume and are the fans of asap yeah. rocky drake j cole it's fucking white people yeah and all the re- all the record uh, <laughs> there's some the- of the southern rappers that you know they still appeal mostly to you know their own black communities oh yeah but oh, you yeah. know and all the, all the record execs <laughs> Right. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> exactly. No, there's no. I mean, how many black record execs have you seen? <laughs> I mean, Russell Besides, Simmons like, is Russell, kind of right. Russell Simmons, P. Diddy, like uh, right. Jermaine Dupri, kind of. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, but like, you tell me, Rick lo- Rubin's not black? Way. <laughs> or uh, Jimmy Iovine. I was gonna say Jimmy Iovine. Hey, he did a he did a series with a black guy. Yeah. You racist. <laughs> That's true. The his defiant one. His best friend is black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Music is the best. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So this is a podcast. Uh, it's called Less Stupid, and it's I mean that means that it's about learning, but it's about education. It's about news. I know we're gonna banter about shit that's happening lately in mm-hmm. the world, but it's definitely about music. It's about comedy and free speech. Yeah, um, and it's definitely about politics. But you know that's something I obsess over. Yeah, politics is like my sports. Man, it's crazy. And so, and I still love sports is the thing, but I don't keep up with it day to day. Did you watch the um the summit with uh Killer Mike Ti? No. Oh man, maybe they I had, did. They even had Candace on YouTube. They had Candace Owens, Owens? on there. Yeah, Killer and Mike and Candace Killer Owens Mike went back shut, and forth. Well, <laughs> no, no. no. 
Killer Mike shut everybody down because T.I. Yes. and Kenneth Owens were going back and forth about um, oh my like God. Trump and stuff. And they're like, okay, we're going to throw it to Killer Mike. He was like, what you have here is two free people mm-hmm. arguing over who has the best master. Oof. And Oof. It's like, kill your master. He was like, let me break it down for you. He was like, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you uh, when America was great. Seven years after the Civil War, black people um, ascertained over 15 million acres of land. He was like, but they were the only skilled workers to to build anything mm. because they were doing all the labor yeah. for everything. So they were all the, the masons. Why would the white so, people yeah. do any labor? They got people yeah. that, that are subhuman to do it for free in their yeah. eyes. So after that, up, they were man. the most skilled workers. They could build anything. And they could, you know what I mean? Oh, they had, they were prominent after, after. Uh, but then, you know, that's when they started, you know, creating like vacancy laws and all this oh, stuff. Oh, like, Jim Crow. And Jim Crow and all that stuff. Freaking so, poll taxes. Yeah. Weird ass <laughs> tests you have to pass to vote. Yeah. It makes no sense. It's They're just, like, oh, uh, wait. Oh, we forgot you guys build every damn right. thing. <laughs> not to mention, you know, throwing away all the history and not allow, you know. Detaching just, families and whatnot. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. It's, it's crosses, interesting to see. Burning I mean, down churches and oh. Black Wall Street, anything of prominence that we had mm. or that, we're, that we've tried to build. And that's what people need to understand. Yeah. When when I talk to you right now, I want to have a show, by the way, that can, appeals to anybody, yeah. theoretically. I'll, you know, mm. I'm a narcissist. I want to be liked. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, and you know, that's half joke. That's half true. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is that like people get turned off when you talk about reparations. Oh yeah. But it's the, okay. You look at the pie chart of what we're spending our money on federally. Mm-hmm. There are so many issues in the military spending that are not in the defense budget that are not just the fact that we could spend a lot of money. For example, a lot of these contractors and weapons manufacturers, mm-hmm. they can charge the government whenever they fucking want to. Yeah. For for military weapons. Exactly. And, you know, pump out more and they'll just give the old ARs or AKs to yeah. some of the police to police departments in the country oh, yeah. to to walk around uh, you know, or at least have on hand for civilians. Yeah. It's, it's nuts, dude. Yeah, man. It's nuts. But we can't rectify, you know, 400 year, 400 plus years of antebellum slavery or um, you know, my community's brought mm-hmm. was fucking held back seriously too with World War Two. Uh yeah. Japanese <laughs> They just started rounding up Asians. They literally just started rounding up Asians after Pearl Harbor. Like, it didn't matter what you look like. They're just like, nah, come on. Started to just all throwing. persons of Japanese ancestry. Yeah. Get the fuck in our horse stables <laughs> right now. Yeah. And so. then when they got out, very, very, very many of them didn't get the, to return to the property they had, mm-hmm. the farms they had, the businesses they had. Yeah. And so that's only a couple generations back. So try to tell me that the Japanese-American community isn't still hindered by that. Yeah. We are. Well, the, the I think the thing that helps them is that they spend within their own community. You know, right. their money triples over. They, have they you have, seen that Killer Mike trigger warnings? Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, dude, They that's how they built it back up. They build, right. they invest within their own community. They have... Japanese doctors, Japanese lawyers, Japanese stores, Japanese mm-hmm. everything. Restaurants are huge. Even yeah, in, restaurants. Even in Eugene every, and yeah. Like in um in Orange County where I'm from, they have um they call it Little Saigon and it's in the middle of Fountain Valley or in Orange County. Nice. And it's literally like a seven seven mile radius where it's just yeah. Vietnamese people. You know yeah. where I wanna see I mean, okay, I have a show. This is a podcast, but when I put it on YouTube and stuff and I yeah. film it, this is a show. Yeah, yeah. You know? 
and I want to be on screen. I'm not a, I'm not ashamed of that. Mm-hmm. I want to have a voice. I want to be known, and I want to use that for good. But also, you think growing up, I saw any Asian people on TV? No. Before we had, uh, you know, really good streaming internet speeds, and yeah. the only thing you could watch was you watch basically they do a rerun of Friends at six, Seinfeld at six thirty, Simpsons yeah. at seven, and King of the Hill at seven thirty. Mm-hmm. So I know Bill Dotrieve yeah. super well. But dude, Seinfeld, we were talking about that a little bit earlier. Oh yeah, and yeah. it's like, and it's you. You have a legit reason it's, for not. You're not fucking with it anymore, really. Yeah, it's just like, I would rather not invest money in people who think like that. You know what I mean? Right, or, the Michael Richards. Yeah, money and time. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, because that's how you truly care how you determine or determine how you right. care about something. Is if you invest your time and effort into it. So. I'd rather vote with your feet and with your dollar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. No, it makes sense. Even if you're just streaming on on Netflix, it's something you pay for. You are absolutely Uh supporting it. Exactly. Absolutely. So, so yeah, yeah. And you know, it's it's. I even think Jerry Seinfeld is like, whatever, comedic genius. He's also an asshole. Like no, he just just is. He's right. And and it's a New York thing or whatever. But you can't use that as an excuse all the time. Yeah. No. Not at all. Yeah. And you're like, oh well, I'm a, I'm a, he's right. a billionaire, right? But <laughs> like, right, I really geez. like Ju- Julia Louis Louis Dreyfus. Louis oh, Dreyfus, the one other one, okay, Elaine, yeah. and I like Jason Alexander. Yeah, but yeah, especially the whole Michael Richards thing too. After he did, and that the poster of him was really cool and iconic for a long time. You know, oh yeah, that was a cool one. That painting, uh-huh. but yeah, absolutely. Now, I mean, and that's that's all it takes because even if it was one incident. For anyone who doesn't know, we're talking about he was in a stand-up comedy cl- show in, at the Laugh Factory in some, like, the mid-2000s. Yeah. L.A. Yeah, and he just fucking goes off at a couple hecklers who are in the upper balcony who were black, yeah. and he just fucking went. The most racist things you could possibly say. Yeah. He literally just said, Every- kick him out. He's a blank. And yeah. so, and then he had the nerve to say afterwards, you know, basically, I don't know what happened or blah, blah, blah. That's not me. I'm like I'm not even a racist person, so I don't know how that happened. It's like, you, well, <laughs> I don't know. It looked like he, he he had been saving that up for a while. He's like, oh man, I'm gonna unleash this mm. on somebody, and you know, um, mm. not to be judgmental on who he is. I mean, hurt people hurt people, so there's no yep. going what telling what he's going through. But yep. th- that's definitely not the right way to react. No, and, and uh, <laughs> well, when you when you play a character on a show, especially a dumb character on a show, mm-hmm. I think that finding success after after the oh. show is over is really hard because everybody, yeah. you know, think about all the members of Friends. Jennifer Aniston's the only one who has a very legit career. Yeah, Courtney Cox is kind of balling, but then David Schwimmer, Matthew Perry, the guy who plays Joey What's Tribbiani, it? they tried to give him a Matt LeBlanc, they tried to give him a, a spinoff. Well, I didn't know that. Spinoffs are almost never good. Huh? No. No, they're not. Cleveland show was all right. I was going to say. Maybe like first season, but then it was just started getting kind of weird. And with Family Guy, I think spir- I feel like spiritually, American Dad is kind of already a spinoff of Family Guy. Exactly. It's just you know? a different scenario. Yep. Different different family, different scenario. You yep. know, But same comedy, same. Yep. They're still, you know, uh, very political, you know, very... Yeah. Pushing the pushing the envelope yeah. on you know sociopolitical yeah, and also issues. hilariously just ridiculous at times. Yeah, exactly. Like no. Roger is kind of the Stewie of that show. Yeah, it's like it's like you know 
I love the idea of you have a you have a show where everything is pretty much normal, mm-hmm. and then there's just an alien, or then there's just yeah. like your ba- baby who has a football shaped head because yeah. he was bouncing on the bed, and then all of a sudden you get that. And he's super intelligent. Su- yeah. Oh my god, and he has a British accent. Yeah, um, I was. I I made a Family Guy website when I was a middle schooler. Did you? Yeah. That's and, funny. Yeah, I just I made a little like, uh, like episode directory of all the director all the episodes yeah. and it was great also a weird situation with that show and let me know if i interrupt too much man no i just try to keep the flow going as podcast no, host yeah man it's like uh with family guy what was i gonna say who cares i'm trying to do an unedited show too oh, okay. and sometimes i lose my train of thought so mm, i'm just gonna roll good. with it let's talk about music man oh sure because man we just we did this um painting pizza and poetry in the park Mm -hmm. and the way that i roped you into that was i got you to come play the ukulele yeah yeah. and we're going to go do an open mic tonight that's right we're about to slay absolutely absolutely Mm. okay i don't know a non-corny way to ask you about like how you got started with it but you know oh and music so just tell me oh (laughs) how um, old were you when you got your first ukulele well it's funny i've only i've been doing music um essentially my whole life where I've just been around music like my dad sings my mom sings both my grandmothers sing um so when it came time for me to like start learning and whatnot and like I just got bit by the bug at first I was trying to deny it. I was like oh I want to be a businessman and do all this <laughs> and then once I started got into my teens I noticed that I had a knack for like rapping and stuff and then yeah singing and then um then I got a bass when I was like 12 so and then- you have music around your house a lot yeah, yeah. Very, that makes such a difference. Very musically um, associated, I should say. Um, my, especially my stepdad. My stepdad was a um, he was a tour manager for Delicious Vinyl. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I actually don't know what that is. Delicious Vinyl is um, uh, old. If you see the logo, it's a it's like an old dude or like a dude with like a hat and a mustache, and he's biting into a vinyl record. Mm-hmm. Um, it's um, old rap syndicate from the 80s um far side was signed to them like oh, okay yeah yeah a bunch nice. of that era rappers like souls of mischief far side is so crazy talented yeah yeah but i like only know that bizarre ride to the far side record oh yeah passing me by on it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's ah, but that's such a cut that's such a good yeah. song what's the other one with the other fish is that on the same album I don't know, but you know what? Yeah. Since you know people have been generous with giving us twenty minutes of their time so far, man, I want to get right into MCs oh. and who are the gods to you, dude? I'm not saying oh. top five, top ten. I'm just saying who are the gods because there's some god MCs. Um, I think Rakim gets left out of the conversation. He is the god MC more so than anyone. Um, it's, it's because he's still alive and he doesn't cuss too. Yeah, that's the two biggest things. But yeah. he's literally the, probably the most you influentially, yeah. in terms of rhyme scheme, the most yeah. influential rapper of all time. Yeah, he was like the first like dope, 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 dope lyricist. Yes, uh, you know after 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 the inception of hip hop. Yes, because Multis, it was all about internal like, rhymes. Yeah, exactly. And he um he explained about his writing process, how he just put sixteen dots on the line Fuck and just yeah. tries to fill in as much space to where he's literally rhyming on every single beat. Right. So there's no word, no more words that could fit in between those right. those dots. Yeah. And Eminem adapted that same style. Yes. That's why I respect him so much. And he he gives props to Rockham all like yes. he's, he's like that's my biggest influence. Rockham, Big Daddy Kane, A Z Nas. Yeah. Pretty much 
Eminem wouldn't ex- if any one of them dudes wasn't around, mm-hmm. Eminem just wouldn't have happened. And then look at look at all the people that have sparked from Eminem. You know Dude. what I mean? Like, look how you know, like how much great there. I this is my yeah, this is like, my this is my theory about white rappers. There are three white rappers who have inspired all of the white rap in some way, pretty much. Yeah, Eminem, Slug from okay, Slug from Atmosphere is actually he's actually half black. Oh, okay. Or he might even actually be full black. Okay. But he is unbelievably white passing looking. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And appeals very much to you know whatever Eugene fucking people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, and then, uh, I would say idea from idea and abilities. Okay, he has inspired a lot of more. Uh, what about Eastside Rock? Northwest. Yeah, that's yeah. A good point. <laughs> and then, if you want to get yeah. even more contemporary, actually, Macklemore is not influential as the. Thing. No, no, no. He's no. just kind of his own and thing. He's, he's newer too. Yeah, he's too new. Aesop Rock has a huge discography. Yeah. Well, actually, I think it's not like insanely huge, but like. Nunchell Pass came out in 2007, I think. Mm-hmm. Bazooka Tooth, 2000 something. So he's been at it for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of my homies were really fucking proud to see him get a lot of shine for The Impossible Kid. Oh, yeah. Have you heard that album? No, no. That is that. probably his best album in the my The one opinion. that just came out? Um, It was about two two to three years ago. Oh, okay. So I don't know I'm thinking it, about the, uh, the Malibu Kin. Okay, I haven't heard that one. Oh, yeah. It came out a few months ago, yeah. You you can tell right over here, I love CDs. Yeah. I love CDs. Hell yeah. Spotify, where I listen to a lot of my music now, Mm -hmm. and where maybe you're hearing this right now, is it's so easy to get distracted. No, absolutely. So so listening to the whole album just rarely happens for me. Yeah, I've been putting off listening to that new E-40 album. Because I want to like give him my full attention. Vote, he has a new album. I didn't yeah. know he had one. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, That's it just cool. came out uh, maybe last month. Okay, it's his twenty eighth studio album. I and can't say that I've ever even listened to two songs of his in a row. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> I've never well, listened to his albums. Yeah, well, but I'm he kills it on features. Oh yeah, he does. Yeah, I'm from California, so you I can't get around. You can't get around not listening to uh, California rappers out there. You know, especially if you're into the scene. Um, what I was interested in, we could probably talk about this for fucking forever. Mm-hmm. In the 80s and 90s, b- way before the internet popped everything off in a different direction where you got all this, you can find stuff from anywhere now. It's mm-hmm. like the the regional scenes had more distinct character. Yeah. New York was, was really gritty, maybe kind of like, like, yeah. Piano-ish bass, hard hit, hard hitting snares. West Coast, obviously the G funk whistle, and you know mm-hmm. some some guitars in there too. Yeah, the West Coast sound. You get over to Detroit, you hear a little bit of rock guitar influence. Yeah, yeah. You get to other parts of the Midwest, you got the chopper flows. Mm-hmm. It's now it's all mixed up though. Now I got yeah. well, people- it's, and the South has been doing their thing too. I pretty much oh, hit everywhere, but it's the, their era. It's their yeah. era right now. Atlanta is probably the biggest hip hop city right now. Not New Hands York. Down. Hands down. Yeah. They're running the map. Ever since ever since uh Migos. The South got something to say. Oh. Since Andre three thousand said that on the Source Awards. Oh when they won uh best new hip hop artist or best uh, artist of the year at the Source Awards and people were booing them. People were booing Outkast on stage at the end there. Hide it. Let's puff one for, for Andre. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and he was And like, Big Boy who is coming. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's coming His to son Eugene. Goes, uh, yeah, yeah. He was at the hotel even not long ago. Nice. I uh, what did I do? I dropped something off for something of his. Yeah, I wish I could say that I fucking saw him. Yeah, he's oh man, <sighs> he's cool. He's cool. 
Yes. Yeah, but they um yeah, but the South has been running things since um late nineties or yeah. Late nineties, UGK came out, three six mafia, that's when Outcast, that's when it started. That was the inception of it all. But they've been now. And are we talking about Houston? Yeah, yeah. Because you know, I'm mostly thinking Atl- Atlanta, but Scarface is yeah. huge in hip hop now too. I mean, Ghetto Boys, Travis Scar- Scott, yeah. Ghetto Boys is what I was yeah. going to say. Yeah. God damn! If you don't know Ghetto Boys Man. and you think you're a hip hop head, Man. or you even like hip hop a lot, children. This is for the people in 2030 and That's 2040. Right, man. Because somebody's going to listen to this episode in the 2030s, I hope. Hmm. I've never seen a man cry till I've seen a man die. <laughs> My mom's playing tricks on me. Yeah. Hell yeah. Fuck, man. Yeah, but then, R.I.P. Office Bushwick. Space. Oh, yeah. I got this anger up inside of me. <laughs> I can't talk to my mother, so I talk to my diary. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. Because it's die, motherfuckers die, motherfuckers <laughs> steal. All alone was the ghetto. So now oh, we're just like, rapping. Yeah, that's so funny. They picked that. That are just ghetto boys. Yeah, and they've got scenes. three songs on that soundtrack. Yeah. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster is on there. That's an iconic montage, oh, absolutely, too. absolutely, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. And the the most the guy who's most into the hip hop in that show is uh, Michael what's what's his last name? He hates his name because the really famous Michael Bolton. Oh Remember? the yeah, white guy yeah. who's been mad at the printer. Yeah. Well they're yeah. all mad at the printer. Shamir's mad at the printer too. Mm. Thing about me with movies is before smartphones and everything were popping, I had I still have a huge D V D collection. Yeah. And so like there's like probably a solid twenty comedies from about nineteen ninety eight to two thousand and yeah ten okay. that I fucking watched so many times. Yeah, yeah. Anchorman, Zoolander, Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny, School yeah. of Rock. Oh, absolutely. Dodgeball. Yeah. You ever heard of the Frat Pack? No. It's. I mean, they're kind of out of style now, but it, it's the so the Brat Pack was in the eighties, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. With Molly Ringwald and all them yeah, Breakfast yeah. Club. Um, and then you had the frat pack was, it was based on what old school because they were, they kind of played a bunch of frat guys in that movie, but it's, it's, a, it's similar. It's a collective of actors that keep appearing in movies together. Okay. Yeah. Owen Wilson, Luke Wilson, Ben Stiller, Jack Black, yeah. uh, you know, and I'm missing like two to three others depending on who you consider. Okay. Part of okay. But, but they used to run the map. Huh. Will Ferrell, of course, is one of them. Oh, yeah. Steve Carell was kind of peripherally in that. Yeah. When they oh, were just, absolutely. Like all those parody John movies C. got really big. Yep. Like, all those parody movies got really big. Walk Will, hard. Yeah. Will Ferrell was all up in there. Right. Know. Right. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. That was a, that was a good era for comedy. Right. Um, I think we just got to find a good way to get people back in the theaters. Yeah. Well, it's so hard not to be. It's it's so easy to not be in theaters nowadays. Exactly. You know. So exactly. I just think for the community element. I'm not even gonna lie. I I hate sitting in movie theaters. I know. I'm just like it's uncomfortable chair for two hours. It's cold in here. Everything's expensive. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Yep. It's sticky. I'd rather just pirate this movie and watch it. No, somebody has. Yeah. You know, there's been some bodily fluid on your chair. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, so. Yeah, but I mean, I was very grateful that you know. So I like the Broadway Metro. You know, okay. have you been to there or been to the? Have you been to Bijou Art Cinemas in town? No, no, the smaller. No, I haven't. Yeah, man, it's tight, and okay. they just opened up like their second. Well, they've had the downtown location for a while, 
this is not very interesting to people who don't like care about Eugene. So I'll get to the point. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I uh, I had the, I saw an opportunity when they did a Kickstarter to fucking name one of their new auditoriums. Yeah, and it was a huge fat amount, but I haggled okay. it down from ten k to six point one k, and I figured six point one k. Yeah, to put my name on a theater. Yeah, but I didn't ultimately name the theater after uh, after. Uh, well, I knew that I also would want to run for office eventually in Eugene too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. simply from the perspective of ad space, yeah, I figured it was smart. But I named it after my uh, graduating class, North Eugene High School, twenty twelve auditorium, and I haven't seen a movie in there yet. But it's really, I'm very grateful. To have been able to work out a payment plan for yeah, that. Yeah, that's what Because really <laughs> cool. I ain't got, I don't have 6000 No. Just I mean, cash shit. flow. Hell no. But if we yeah. did, if you did, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. Why wouldn't we? You don't well, think I'd talk to you if I was a rich no, asshole with a bunch no, of money? No, we would be somewhere else, like in a studio or something. Uh, okay. Guess, like, <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm not saying we have, wouldn't be having this conversation at all. Where we would be all. is the lobby of the Black Pepper. That's right. We'll revisit this conversation. You know, we're okay. We're almost a half hour. Maybe go for another fifteen minutes. Let me or hit a little. Yeah. Oh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> what? A Look at me Ooh. trying to do too much at once and then forgetting to even help you out with the greens. Um. Yeah, it's somewhere. It's it's in my lap. Oh. Yeah. But, you know, movies, my very best friend is a film buff, and he was a cinema major in college, and I should have been a film major. I almost was. I took the two <laughs> intro classes, did a production class and a theory class, and I got good grades in those classes, but I ended up going American studies, which is kind of like history and culture, because uh-huh. I wanted to be a teacher. Yeah. But, I mean... Then I kind of noticed, well, at least we're, we're all noticing, just like moving images are everywhere now. And if you have a good understanding of the history of film and the ability and or the ability to make good video content, yeah, you can do a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, like eventually I'm just going to roll with a couple different cameras too. Yeah. Right now, like it's, it's simple in editing, but, mm-hmm. but yeah. Have you ever done any, um, have you ever been you know into in making film, film or, um, or yeah, photography in high school i did um i was in like the film class so i did like the daily news and stuff like that um and they had like cutting edge technology like green screen and like all the, like the high-tech cameras but i'm um, on the back end of my music career once i get more learned um i would like to um apply soundtracks to movies or Hell yeah film. you know that's that's my thing I like um, Quentin Tarantino style because I feel like he just always in has terms to, of uh, applying uh, music to uh, scenes to get to evoke certain emotion. Oh, I feel like so. he always has the perfect song. Okay, for like uh, let's say the fight scene. Like, you know, he handwrites his scripts. Does he really? He still does. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> isn't that isn't that wild though? That's an extreme amount of discipline. Well. It is, but at the same time, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Like, yeah. once you get to a level of success yeah. that he did in... God, when did Reservoir Dogs come out? You know, a while back. Yeah. Or whenever he really Late broke 80s, out. I want to say. Yeah. So, so, you're in your creative process, and what I find is, you know, as incredibly brilliantly um, helpful yeah. as technology is, you know, you use it to distract yourself too you know and it, it and it can just pull you in so many directions if, if you leave the internet on too <laughs> so yeah a writing task maybe a pen and paper is gonna at least not 
I mean, I might doodle when I get bored or something, but I'm yeah. not going to fucking go down a, a right Googling a or Wikipedia rabbit hole, you yeah. know? And a sim- another thing, Jay-Z, in my opinion, the greatest hip-hop artist straight up of all time. I actually don't even think it's close. But but my point For is- For Jay-Z? Yeah. And he, he doesn't even use pen. He, he doesn't, doesn't he write doesn't anything down. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's bragged about it on every on the last 10 albums. Neither did Biggie but, or, or uh, who else doesn't it? Lil Wayne doesn't do that either. But I mean, I Wayne's compare. just a genius in his own way. He is. You know, as much as I said, uh, Rakim was probably the most influential. Look at what everyone sounds like now, and and look at 2007 Wayne records, and what he was he was doing 20, 2019 music in 2007 yeah. and eight. And now everybody's on that wave. And people weren't rapping like that before. Nope. It's like a nope. it's a respectability politics thing, honestly, mm-hmm. with what we call mumble rap. Yeah. Is it's what what trap is, dude, which emerged in the last actually TI kinda says he coined trap music, he right? Did. Right. And so it's been around Mike. but but the conventions we know about, especially the hi hats and yeah. the the eight oh eights and the snares and the way they sound. Um it's it's about a mood and it's it, it can be about a story, but it's not run DMC lyrics. No, it's yeah, like and, like you know <clears throat> do you know Made in Tokyo? No. Okay, he's on Hot Shower, which is my favorite song of the year. It's a okay. Chance the Rapper record. Okay. Uh, it's, he's got the baby and oh, Made in. Oh, he's nasty, dude. He's 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 great. He's, he's pretty good. He's just he's I don't know. He's kind of reckless on the uh, on the Instagram. Oh really? Yeah. I don't know anything about his personality. Controversy. Oh uh, yeah, that's too a, bad. Yeah, but no, it's it, nothing really that he's done wrong, I guess. Um, yeah. One, they had a video of him. Uh, he, I guess he was shooting a video, and somebody said, and they tried to G-check him. And so like, they're like, did you ask for permission? Uh-huh. I don't got to ask for permission, you know. Then, that's not bad on his part at all. But what made me just a little bit more unsavory about him is that uh, mm. he had a video where some dude was just talking smack to him or whatever. And then he has a video where uh, he's the guys on Instagram live hazing him or whatever. Yeah. And then like he the guy like attacks him or they get they get into a fight. And then he's showing a video of the guy on the ground like all beat up. You wow. Know what I mean? And I'm like, okay, like if you yeah. do, if you do dirt, then you know you do dirt, but you don't have to put it on camera. You know? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, like, that's corny. Yeah, exactly. It's like, corny. It's it's egotistical. Yeah. And like, oh, look! I just weird. beat this dude up. Yeah, it's, I mean? it's like, very disrespectful of that person's privacy too. Yeah. You've like, added cyberbullying to the <clears throat> massive form of violence you've already perpetrated. Yeah. Cool. Exactly. Cool, dude. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what I like about you, Kyron, is you seem to have like integrity when it comes to artists that do things that you don't like. We've already talked about Seinfeld or that you don't agree with, don't want to support. Mm -hmm. I think that that is a, is a actually is a more difficult thing to do than kind of my approach. For example, I think that the music of XXX Tentacion is, is hopefully going to have to be regarded as some, as, as iconic and important. It's good music. But the, and the, the middle schoolers, and the on the all the mental health messages that they were picking up on and how he Yeah. You know. But 
there are incredibly terrible allegations against him, and then you have to assume that many of those are true, or at least mm-hmm. maybe all of them. Are, you know, so so yeah. so ah, what do I do with that? Sure, it might even be helpful the fact that he's gone now because I if I wanted to mm-hmm. listen to the song "Sad," yeah, or look at me, mm-hmm. I'm actually not supporting him. <laughs> I think I feel like it's um, with him. It's easy. It would be easier to just you know say them he's whatever you know he is whatever his actions were and you know just dismiss him than it is versus like a bill cosby or michael jackson or one of these iconic figures you know for me it's harder to um to uh let's say like i want to be advocates for them you know what i mean like um well not necessarily advocates for them but like for who? It, uh, Cosby like, and Jackson? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like the allegations. Well, not, Wait, I, I don't, I don't, like, let me, let me. Yeah, un- yeah no, it's okay. Let me un- unpack this a little bit. The people listening now are 37 minutes in, dude. Oh, okay. They like us. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't think they think that you're a Bill Cosby apologist. Yeah, not at all. Because yeah. the way you phrased whatever right now. But, We're speaking um, off the cuff. So what I'm saying is, for me, it's easier to separate the art from the allegations, right? Because I grew up you know, being influenced by these people, mm. you know, strongly influenced by Dr. What about R. Kelly? Oh, no. Exactly. No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he no, straight had you. a, fu- he straight had a fucking well, sex ring in his goddamn house. But, but, but like Cosby stuff is equally terrible though. Or maybe, yes. uh, maybe more. And so, yeah. So that's why when I hear you say that you, I mean, of I mean, course you were influenced by Cosby, but yeah, but I mean, I, I wouldn't put, He's uh, R. Kelly's not as iconic as true he, Bill Cosby or Michael Jackson. Absolutely not. Um, you're talking about people. Michael, fucking wishes. People R. would a piece of shit. People would Michael Jackson. It's funny. Uh, DJ Vlad talks about this. He's like Michael Jackson was the most popular person since Jesus Christ. You know what, dude? First of all, yes, that's accurate. <laughs> right. We, we're going Beatles. Most, right? Remember when John Lennon iconic, said that? Yeah. When that was also factually true, we're more popular than Jesus Christ. Yep. I'm a Christian. I love Christ. Yeah. And I, but, and I, but that's a fact. Dude, <laughs> people would see Michael Learn Jackson. Learn more is my, one of my slogans, my catchphrases or whatever the fuck, but fucking be less stupid. Yeah. And, and find ways. Everybody is stupid. This is not, this is mm-hmm. not about. I'm on a high horse, and I yeah. think that you know everybody below. You know, it's not. I promise mm. you, it's not that way. I look at the fact that I have a wide range of knowledge about shit mm. as being a product of circumstance and privilege. Yes, a lot more mm. than my own specialness. Yeah, I Make think sure this uh, is still rolling. Oh, still. No, I'm just making sure it's still rolling. Okay. I um. And I feel like with uh, Michael Jackson, like, okay, yeah, these heavy allegations against him, but like, look at the like the message of his, his some of his songs, you know, about equality and changing the yeah. world, and oh. like, you know what I mean, like, dude, yeah. like he, he was trying to help, trying to give people the, pers- the you, black or white video is awesome. Yeah, I'm you know like those people morphing. Yeah, you know, when they singing those songs. Yeah. R. Kelly's talking about like having sex with girls and going back to oh. party. Bill Cosby was, you know, okay. R. Kelly's only inspirational hit, I believe I, believe I, can, I can Fly. fly. That's, it. that's a fucking corny, that's, that's a corny it. thing to say. That's it's it. It's beautiful as a composition. Yeah. But. And that's the thing I want to say is I think that, okay, what you're saying is that you were influenced by these people. It's because they were so 
good at what they did, right? Yeah, influential. And, and, and you have to say that's true about Cosby. You can't yeah. say that he wasn't an, you can't an say that he outstandingly w- good comedian. Yeah, and... I don't like the, you know, yeah, the, like the, the, tone, the, the policing of his own, like... The poor black community and the way they dress yeah, and all that bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets re- he's real weird. He's like a real weird like uppity right. classist black person. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but like, as far as like like his art, you know, he was showing that you can be an upstanding father figure in the black community in the era where you know mass incarceration was going down. They were pumping. Mm-hmm crack into the black neighborhoods and tearing mm-hmm. families apart you know and he was on tv showing that you could be an upstanding black educated man you know and he always yeah. he's always pushed that um yep. through his art his comedy he doesn't curse you know what i mean yep. he just talks about real life situations you know before any so. of these things were well known because i love that hannibal burris is the one who broke oh, all that shit dude. basically because but before any of this you know cosby came to holt center Mm-hmm. And he wore an Oregon uh, sweatshirt while he did his act, man. Oh, man. Isn't that funny? That's funny. I know that about that from a friend who, who went and saw it and said it was fantastic. Yeah. But you know what is one of the things with comedy that this is not true with something like sports. Once you become one of the greatest at comedy, mm-hmm. your job is easy. Look at they Chappelle. love you. Once you're out there playing arenas. Say anything, they'll laugh. Yeah. <laughs> Look at Dave Chappelle, man. He's on. He's like, mm. he's like the Michael I do Jordan think right he's now. Cheap sometimes, like his jokes are mad cheap a lot of the time. Yeah, but they're just it just who he is and how he, he delivers sells it too. It. Yeah, exactly. And he fucking claps and laughs and walks back to the back of the side of the stage. Yeah, you know, yeah. he he is selling it. Yeah. And I love that he did that sticks and stones most recent special in Atlanta. Yeah. And it's it's funny because I got into an argument with Jody. Do you know Jody now? She used to work in the restaurant in Hilton. No, she's a server. Um, but she's a very intelligent woman. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to take away from that, but she was um kind of up in arms about some of the jokes that he made, like about like Michael Jackson and stuff. It was like, uh whatever he was saying. He was like, "Well, I just got my dick sucked by the King of Pop and all that stuff uh, like that." You know what I mean? But she was... Um, yeah, that's, that's rough. I feel like he was being purposely offensive to show how s- outraged culture is, you know, so stupid. He leaned know? into it for sure. Yeah. And she was the sitting Asian, there... The G's and the B's and the T's. Yeah. And he oh, was he sitting... Compl- yeah. She was sitting there arguing with me, making his point even more pristine. Mm-hmm. Because she was, like, trying to, like, you know, clamp down. And was like, well, you uh, know, you can't do that. And I'm just like, dude, he's a comedian. That is exactly the That's point. That's his job is to say risque shit. If it was just you and I saying stuff like that... the words right that, out of my mouth, my man. It was like, people pay right. money right. to see him do that. Right. Like, <laughs> millions of dollars. You have to like, probe... <laughs> The boundaries to figure out what they are as a comedian. Yeah. You, that's dude. where laughter comes from. It's exactly. not just because someone made a funny, rhyming, yeah. clever pun. It's about yeah. building tension. Mm-hmm. And then you release the tension once yeah, there, once man. there's a good payoff. <sighs> and a great comedian fucking does it in waves. And exactly. Rhythms. Like, you know who is a great comedian, but I will not fucking. I mean, Louis C.K. Oh, yeah. He's funny. Unbelievably talented after after decades of honing his 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 talent He's on stage. Funny. Right. What I actually don't think was very cool of him was how he kind of came back after a year and I was in New York actually when he played at the Comedy Cellar again the first time publicly. Okay. 
he didn't address it at all. Hmm. I think I think that's the fact. But what I what I admired about Aziz Ansari, who in my opinion the things he did were that. Uh, I actually I've read up a lot about all this stuff because I yeah, think outrage culture, but also rec- respecting Me Too and the importance of Me that's, Too and Times Up. It's mm-hmm. like very very. Um, it's challenging to critique either one or fully lift up either one mm-hmm. when you do have to recognize. Oh, that, absolutely. Like, I here's feel, the thing. Yeah. Can I say something real quick? It's, it's like, for example, I'll, I'll just make this about my family. My father and my mother had a violent conflict right over there. Yeah. In the living room. We're in the garage. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't home for it, but it's mm-hmm. one of several serious conflicts they had, right? Yeah. And I could see the way, with my own eyes, there mm-hmm. was a mutual escalation of those things. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. But when there was an incident, he actually is the one who called the police, funny enough. They came and they took him to jail. Mm -hmm. And all I'm saying is that I just wish that there was an understanding now that I have a better clarity, perspective. I'm not a young person going into a super progressive college where I felt like I had to have a certain opinion and position and belief on things. So Mm -hmm. I kind of leaned into it, even if it was already what I believed. Yeah. What I'm saying is my mom was also responsible to a degree. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So what I would say, what now I sound like is a victim blamer or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But I know that the facts and the details and many people who don't when they, that's the thing. People don't know the facts and the details of a situation and, we all know that the media gets it wrong almost mm-hmm. constantly. So it's so it's what I'm saying is when when we dismiss an entire person or the uh, a body of work by a person mm-hmm. because they have human flaws when everybody has human flaws. What I want to see is how well did a person atone for it? Yeah, and really, really make up for it, apologize for it if they really, really did yeah. something very serious. So uh, Aziz Ansari did a good job of that. Is all I'm saying. Absolutely. And his was just okay. Right. His was probably the least offensive right. out of all of them. Right. He came on to a girl, she wasn't feeling it, and she didn't say anything until the next day. And he was like, well, I'm so like, I'm sorry. Like I, my bad. I didn't know. Like he, he was wasn't completely like completely un didn't. because there was discussion about consent in that. Yeah. And there was what he kind of felt like was okay, she doesn't want to have, you know, vaginal sex and so uh, yeah. They didn't, and so he felt like he respected that. But from her perspective, which is incredibly valid, absolutely, you know, he was being pushy, or he wouldn't let go of the idea of doing sexual things. Uh, she was a photographer that was just glad to be going to dinner with him, and mm-hmm. you know, so that's a thing. Have respect for everybody involved, mm-hmm. especially if they treat everyone with respect. Yeah, what people who go a little too far on my left side and my friends on the left make the mistake of i think and this is obviously just my subjective one asshole's opinion straight up Mm -hmm. is that you do us all a disservice if you if you if you completely cancel people who don't seriously deserve it exactly r kelly seriously deserves it he literally had a sex ring yeah up to 
Just he three go, months ago. His people would go to malls, dude. This is they would go three... to malls to prey on 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 preteen. Yeah, dude. Maybe not preteen, but you know, young teenage girls. But it's... that whole Epstein thing <sighs> is even convenient more... ass suicide, huh? Oh, convenient yeah. ass uh, inept suicide watch. I'm like, Jesus Christ! Like, hold on. All I can say for sure is that there's a lot of people who breathe a big sigh of relief. Oh, when that guy couldn't tell oh. any tales. Oh, and I think yeah. I get You're not about to as tell a, As a person who's always wanted to be an educator, who's gone through half a teaching program yeah. for a master's, developmental trauma experience mm-hmm. as well. So it's like, dude, when you interrupt a child's ability to just go through life and develop Man. in a humane way, you have done kind of a disgrace that that completely outlives you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When you, you die, when you die, on. your legacy is that you you traumatized a person. You multiple. Oh, people. exactly. Yeah. Talking, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. They had so a, it's terrible. Uh, an and island. Yeah. Uh, I'm just like, dude, like that is insane. But you're not about to snitch on all these billionaires, these rich people. You <laughs> you think you're about to just live through that? Yeah. Yeah, you're not about to hit the stand. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Suicide, huh? Mm. Okay, dude. That's crazy. Well, I like that we've gone into a little bit of deep territory. I used to do um, my own ripoff of Humans of New York. Mm-hmm. So you just fucking ask probing questions, personal uh-huh. questions and stuff. Yeah. But we are also at 50 minutes, and we're going to go to a bar, and it's going to be yeah. dope. So there's one question I always ask people, or I want to anyway. I don't even know if I did it in the the other episode I've recorded. Um with Robert Patterson, a candidate for mayor of Eugene, Oregon, by the way. What's one way that we could all be less stupid? Oh, man. Read more. Do more research. Question everything. But don't read this. What was that? He gave it to me for free. Oh. In 2019, he's still handing out his 2012 common sense books. I'm talking, of course, about... (laughs) Like <laughs> five or six time failed congressional candidate Art Robinson. Jeez. Do you know about this guy? Oh no. God, he was like he was asking people to send in urine to his campaign office. He, uh, I think that's true, and he, you know, he's just like crazy climate denier. Even though, oh. so he's a sci- he has a history as a scientist, mm-hmm. and so that gives him all the credibility he thinks he needs to just say climate change is all a bunch of oh, horseshit. Man. He said it to my fa- my face. Oh man. Yeah, but that's crazy. You think, at least he's printed a book. I haven't done that yet. That's crazy to think, you know. <laughs> I always I, try to find respect and love and good for for everybody in some yeah. way. Yeah, as far as climate change goes, it's crazy to think something uh, that's fourteen billion years old would just never change ever. <laughs> like okay. the climate, okay. like, you know what I mean? Like right, right, right. I was like, it's been proven that. You know the world shifts in different ways. Like, oh, if, yeah. if you look at the Earth as a living thing, you know mm-hmm. it has. I'm, which I'm sure it is. We're all living things or anything. You know that. I mean, we are kind of Earths, yeah. Yeah. Like our heart, so our heart I, is the core, and you know, yeah. we're just a network of little cells. Yeah, the Earth is just a, a living thing on a, a grander scale. Have uh, you heard George Carlin's bit about all this? No, I haven't. The planet'll be fine. Yeah. The people are fucked. Exactly. The Earth will continue spinning on and on. Yeah. And it has, you know, it's, 
I'm pretty sure, like, uh, just like in our bodies, we have a regulatory system to expel anything that's harming us. Mm. I'm pretty sure the Earth is fascinating, very, very similar to that. As it's well. sad because we're about to wrap this up, but yeah. we we hit on a point we pretty much disagree on, dude. Because yeah. where we're at scientifically, 415 parts per million of carbon yeah. in the atmosphere. Yeah, it's it's a it's past kind of what you would think of as a tipping point, and then. It said that we have about 11 years mm-hmm. to completely change the way na- globally, sorry, not nationally, we, we pollute carbon yeah. before our, our fate is basically just locked up and we're, and we're, we're going to go off a carbon cliff, you know, yeah, yeah. and it's going to start to, you know, I mean, I think you understand like, you know, one degree Celsius yeah. since the industrial revolution is terrible. Like, yeah. it's disgusting because... In th- in three generations, it'll be another mm-hmm. degree Celsius, and probably in three yeah. more generations, it'll be two additional degrees Celsius, and the yeah. whole ecosystem will collapse. It's yeah. a matter of how slow mo we make the collapse. Oh no, absolutely. Yeah, okay. I, I meant the the Earth will take us out. Not, uh, okay. not, not fair like, enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay, I get you. I get you. <laughs> <laughs> you got me like yelling at you. Yeah, I, was like, I was like, oh no, no, I'm, I'm totally climate about, denier. Get yeah, out of my house. Of no, that, the Earth will wipe us away way before it. We do it in, I feel. So. That's why I want to make a mark <laughs> with my one life mm-hmm. that I can prove that I have on this on this spinning dirt ball is like, yeah, I want to have big things accomplished. So yeah. we're wrapping it up. Yeah. Uh, I have to plug my stupid-ass website and the donations because oh. you can't win a campaign without a robust <laughs> donor base. Okay. Yo, I'm trying to get people to donate $2 a month. Pledge $2 a month at huda2020.org. And what you'd be doing is you'd be giving me a Thomas Jefferson bill every month. And I was named after Thomas Jefferson. He's the second president. He's on the $2 bill. It's 2020. I hope that you can find $2 in your pocket per month. It's kind of like Patreon, which I was kind of thinking about doing. You know what that is, man? What is it? Patreon. Content creators mm, no. basically turn themselves into subscription services for their fans. Wow. And you have different tiers where... If you kick someone 10 bucks a month, you might be in the end credits of every YouTube video they make, you know, et cetera. Or, you know, $50 a month, you get exclusive memorabilia, you know, it's, it's because there's so many people out there with all these creative hustles, but we were talking about record labels earlier. How, how do you get from the point of being really talented to being able to, to capitalize on it in Mm. a capitalist system? It's like. Hmm, A lot of PayPal accounts. It's challenging. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Patreon just streamlines it. Yeah. All right, y'all. Any parting words? Peace. <laughs> swerve. Sorry that I said swerve. Yo, audio listeners, I'm shouting into my laptop right now on my work shift to let you know that if you or anybody that you know would like to be featured on Less Stupid, I would love to share the stories of people from all walks of life. So feel free to reach out to me at T H O M A S H I U R A at yahoo.com that's thomas huda at yahoo.com hope to hear from you soon peace